Well, I will tell you all about Bernadette, uh, Michelle. We uh, went and saw, took my Today Ticks and uh, bought uh, tickets to see Bernadette Peters in Hello, Dolly. And it was fabulous. Bernadette is wonderful. Thing is this, is this. The role of Hello, Dolly is, Hello, Dolly is abroad. Dolly Levi is abroad. That's why Bette Midler is such a brilliant choice to play Dolly Levi. Yeah. Bernadette is a lady. Her, so it's every, Donna Murphy. Donna Murphy. Her, everything about Bernadette's demeanor is she's a lady. Mm-hmm. So um, as she did a beautiful job, but you really do want to see a broad in Too there. Too prim and proper a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. She's just great. She's, she can't and get Victor any Garber better. Victor Garber was in there too. Victor Garber was in there and he looked great and he did a great job. It's a fantastic show. The, the, the um, synchronicity of the dancers, There's when they're at the restaurant, you know, the second act. Yeah. They do this stuff, this sort of acrobats with plates and stuff. That, that is amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's a great show. And I forgot that um, um, before the parade passes, passes by. by. I forgot about that song. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Hello, Dolly. And uh, there's some other great songs in there. You wait the there. whole show for that song, by yes, the way. Yes, you do. And they build up to it. Because you know the second act is going to be at that restaurant with that staircase. So in the first act, they're like saying, well, we're going to go to the restaurant to eat. <laughs> well, we're going to go to the restaurant. And she said, oh, I'll be at the restaurant. And then the second act comes and you, you, uh, you go, this we're is here. where it happens. It's a fabulous show. But I was thinking, okay, who... If, if, if you know what other broad could you get to play that role well you know who you want for that role you want Cher for that role ah uh, yes she would tear it up and her in those clothes brilliant yeah also you'd want you probably could do uh maybe Queen Latifah in the role that'd be fun you know she could sing uh you'd also want uh Miss RuPaul in that role oh my god I would that kill. would be really would you really want to do that it's hard. It's hard. I'm well, I was going to say I'm old. Oh, but Ben uh, Midler, no. Yeah, but yeah. you know, actually, this month, um, uh, our lady uh, Bernadette turned 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this month. So amazing. 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 You haven't seen the show yet. No, but it's Bernadette. I don't need to. Yeah. How did she sound? Great. Great. Listen, Patty Lapone singing Don't Cry For Me, Argentina oh, at the Grammys. Oh, she'd be perfect in it, too. Oh, she'd be She'd amazing. be amazing in it. Yeah. Um, was all the life I needed. Patti Lapone singing. Why was she angry with right. Andrew Lloyd So Weber? the story goes, not story, I think it's fact. She she's originated the role of Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard in London. Right. And then when it came Data to falling out, he replaced her on Broadway with Glenn Close. She, Wait, did she do it on Broadway? No. She when, never. So when it came to Broadway. When it came to Broadway, he replaced her with Glenn Close. But didn't it come to L.A. first with Faye Dun? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because he had a big feud falling out with Faye Dunaway because. So does he have a feud with everybody? I, I should not. Probably. Hell hath no fury like a Patti Lapone scorned. So. Oh, was, you're reading the article. Yeah, on, it was hilarious. Yeah. Um. It said, in 94, she was on the victim end of what she must have felt was one of Broadway's biggest scandals and certainly turned into one of the theater's longest-standing feuds. Mm. She was in London, starring in the West End production of Sunset Boulevard 24 Where years it ago. it originated. Originated, great success, nominated for an Olivier Award, and under the impression 
that she'd move with the production when it crossed the pond and made its debut on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And that is until word started spreading that he was considering other actresses for the lead role. Mm. Meryl Streep was reportedly offered the part. Barbara Streisand took her hand at recording two of the biggest songs. Meanwhile, Glenn Close was simultaneously playing the part in a Los Angeles production. Oh, okay. So both shows were running at the same time. Correct. Okay. So then it was in her London dressing room where she got word that the New York gossip, that Liz Smith, Uh the amazing doyen of New York gossip, was about to break the news that indeed it would be Glenn Close who would get the prize role on Broadway. But at the same time, Faye Dunaway thought she would move with the New York production, the L.A. production to New York. Do you remember this controversy? No, Glenn Close was in it, though. I don't know what the chronological order was, but, you know, Faye Dunaway had a huge, huge uh, fight with him over this. Over Sunset Boulevard as yes, well. Yes, yes. Unbelievable. Well, she took him to court who? over breach of contract. Who took who to court? Patty Lapone. Okay. Won a reported $1 million settlement. Really? Uh-huh. She famously claimed to use the money to add a pool to her home, which way, which she nicknamed the Andrew Lloyd Webber Memorial Pool. Uh-huh. And she's been at piss at everyone involved ever since, and something she freely admitted over the years that um, she said that Sicilians don't let grudges go. So she is not afraid to speak her mind. No, and, and apparently I love she it. did it to Glenn Close. Like she, the grudge extended to Glenn Close as well. So who went obviously on to win a Tony for the role, and Patty Lapone did lose out on the Olivia. Wait, wait, who was it? Who? Oh, we haven't um, aired that that broadcast yet. So who told us about being in a restaurant? Yes. With that, wait, can yes. we tell that that hasn't? No, come no, no, out no. Yet. We can't say who it is yet because yeah. it hasn't happened. It hasn't yet. aired yet. But we'll talk. I'll tell you. There's when a the mic story goes yeah. of one of our guests who is in a restaurant. You'll with hear both, it because he's telling the story. Yeah, with both Glenn Close and, and Patty, Patty Lapone. Oh my God! So now we know. Yeah. Of what that is. Right. But Patty Lapone just she does not bury the hatchet easily. Well, you know, it's funny about having so much talent like that. I You can get away with it because, you know, uh, very few people are going to pass you up. If you're the right for a role, they're not going to pass you up because of, you know, because you have a salty tongue or you have a point of view. She if you're her. will shut it down the minute her jaw unhinges. Yeah. And a note falls out. Yeah. It's literally like magic just Falling well, out of her before face. She can't uh, help it. we recorded, Michelle just played me uh, Patty Lapone on the Grammys, which is ba- apparently the makeup uh, uh, of the feud. I mean, Correct. she twenty four years. She didn't perform that song for twenty four years because of the oh feud. no, she performed the song. Oh, she did. She'd do it in her own shows. She, I have a lot of Patty Lapone like Patty live albums she's performed the song oh so then, then I thought she you... just hasn't been friends with him hasn't talked to him so how do and you know it's was... made, they're made, they've made up because she said that they buried the hatchet oh at the Grammy she said that yeah she, in interviews leading up to it this was a tribute to Andrew Lloyd Webber mm-hmm. he's not going to put Patty Lapone up there if they're not talking and she's not going to do it if they're not talking on so live she finally television let it she go. would but she would let she would do it on an album yeah, yeah. And in her shows, she sings Evita because to her, I guess it's just Evita. Oh, 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 okay. So now we switch from Sunset Boulevard to Evita. Oh, I don't know about Sunset Boulevard. I don't know if she performs Sunset. I don't think so. Uh, okay. I'm thinking to her albums, I don't think so. Maybe she will now. But I was just thinking about Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, in general. In general. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. That just made my whole friggin' life. So when we were in New York, we saw that. We saw John Lithgow in a one-man show. We saw this. Uh, oh, how was that? It was, it was 
it was long. Yeah. <laughs> it was long. And um, it's a one minute show where he's talking about life. Did he sing? No. Just no. talking. He Self-indulgent? A little. Yeah. He reads stories from a book, a family book that his family, who are theater people, uh, read throughout their youth. Their parents would read them stories from this book. And a lot of the stories were adult stories, but they, so he takes, a, he, in act one, he reads one story. In act two, he reads another. So when you're reading a story, it's very easy to fall asleep. Oh, I see. Yeah. But there's a lot of shows out there. What? what, what? I, we just, you know, that was available and I love John Lithgow. Oh, he's amazing. So I thought, oh, let's go see this. But then we went and saw um, the Drew Droge. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. How do you say his name? Don't, I'm not even going to Drew Droge. Is that how you say it? I think so. His show with Michael Urey directed it called Bright Colors, Bold Patterns. Now, when we went, Drew Joji, Drew Droji was not in it. He wrote it. He, did, he wasn't well, in it. Michael Urey was in it. No. Michael Urey directed it. Oh. This other guy, his name is, oh, God, something Hiller. Is it Kevin Hiller? And I was like, oh, my God, somebody else is. This so guy was fabulous. Was he? It's at the Soho Playhouse. It was fabulous. This guy was amazing. Kevin Hiller, I think. I love to hear that. When you go somewhere, you don't expect it, and then it's like, oh, my God. That's what happened with Something Rotten. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, oh my God. God. And that's at that same theater, Soho Playhouse, down on Van Damme and 6th Avenue, uh, we saw, same theater, the Josephine Baker story, starring one woman show, this, this girl named, uh, I think her name was Tanisha. Oh, that's not easy. Yeah. One woman show. Is she amazing? Fabulous. Fabulous. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. Did you yeah. get a chance to see World's Greatest Showman? No, uh, uh-uh. everybody. It's a sleeper hit of the of last year. It's not good. And people, you know, Randy s- said it was. What did Randy say? He said it was odd, and that it's odd. It's oddness made it good. Well, here's the thing. Zac Efron belongs in musicals. I, I don't care what you say. He is a musical all kid. he belongs in all nude musicals okay i'll take that too you yeah. know he's like my hall pass as yeah. gross as that sounds yeah i love him i think he's sexy but he's also so enigmatic on stage what did, what did you call uh, me enigmatic girl uh-huh. he watching him he just belongs there and i love zendaya i know you love zendaya i love me some zendaya kayala saddle was in there from waitress she was amazing she's the bearded yeah, she, um, apparently she's the breakout star. Well, of that she's movie. great. She's great. She did Hands on a Hard Body on Broadway, or off Broadway, where that even that she's just an incredible voice. She's unbelievable. You saw this on airplane? No, I went to the the theater the day it opened, which I think was Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. Why? Why? We liked Lily and I. There's a musical that opens every year on Christmas, and we go into the woods, Les Mis. And went to see it, and I did not think it was great. And they left out all the shitty stuff about P.T. Barnum and what he was really about. Hugh Jackman is just great oh, at what God. he does. Oh, God. I love an Aussie goer. He's, he's a bit of a goer. It's just so good yeah. at what he does. So seeing him. But the movie itself was like, eh. Uh, it wasn't great. I really wanted it what to What shitty be great. stuff did P.T. Barnum do? Apparently he was really racist and yeah. didn't treat the freaks really nicely. And, yeah. in, and in the movie, they made him look like, this hero to like these, Mr. Rogers and it was not the case uh-huh. yeah. but um, the movie was pretty to look at huh. for sure but it just I was kind of left there going that wasn't great I'll, and I'll the see. songs weren't really fantastic either. I'll see it on the airplane who directed do you know don't know uh. I wish it was Rob Marshall because then it would have been yeah as good as the other ones yeah but did you no. see all of them the Oscar the movies from the big hit movies from last year so 
the one I have left to see is Call Me By Your Name, and oh. I'm watching it soon. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen three billboards. I have them all. Mm-hmm. I just have to watch them. I watched, um, name me some. Oh, let's see. There's Get Out. Which is by Loved far it. my favorite movie Loved of the it. year. Yeah. There's Lady Bird. Oh, my God. Oh, my Can God. Can I just tell you about what happened I with Lady Bird? I love that. Saoirse Ronan, who is my daughter, basically, in this movie, and I'm Laurie Metcalf in a different way. Uh-huh. We, wa- we waited to watch it with Lily. And the... How do I do this? Not spoiling alert. There's a scene, and it's towards the end. Everybody knows oh, that Saoirse's it just happened at the airport? Yes. Oh, my God. Did you... Lily was sobbing so hard, I had to... She couldn't control herself because she was putting herself in that. Which one is Lily? The, My the, older one, the, the one that's one. going yeah. to college. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the thought of that being her. <gasps> oh right. She couldn't. Yeah. She uh, oh. snot coming out of everywhere. Yeah. Couldn't in breathe. the movie theater. We were at, at home. home. Uh huh. Uh huh. And she was like loud, screaming, sobbing. Like that's how much it hit her. Oh dear. Because there was so much of Saoirse Ronan in that movie of Lady Bird that Lily connects with. She's this awkward outcast weirdo. Uh Um, You know, she wants people to call her Ladybird when her mother's like, no. Yeah. Um, And there's just so much of Lily. I love that movie. And she looks like Lily. Yeah. I love, she does. She She does. does. She looks like Lily. I love that movie so hard. Yeah. I wish, I, I, the Oscars haven't happened yet when we recorded this, but I I really wish that she would win. I think they're probably going to give it to um, uh, Alice and Janie. No, no, Janney, no. They're Janney. not in the same. Lori Metcalf and Allison Janney are in the same category. Saoirse right. Ronan's good lead actor. Yeah, yeah. See, these are my picks. Is Allison Ro- Janney deserves to win for she I, does. Tanya. She, Lori oh, Metcalf wait, well, was fucking brilliant. Yeah, she, she, uh, listen. Yeah, Allison Janney is great. She needs that win. I think, though. They're going to give it to Margot Robbie over? No, no, no. I think, okay, listen. Okay. For best actor, Timothée Chalamet. I don't know how to say his Call name. Call me by your name. Yeah, how do you say his name? Chalamet? Okay, all right. He's. I think that's best, best actor. Best actress is Saoirse Ronan. Okay. Best supporting actress is Laurie Metcalf. Best Over su- Alice and Janney? I love Alice and Janney. I just thought the I, Tonya movie, it's sort of disco. It's sort of... Um, Tongue-in-cheek. It's fun. Yeah, it's, I loved it. I loved oh, it's it. it's brilliant. I just think that Laurie Metcalf would... My choice. Now, for best supporting I would be happy actor, with either one of them. Best supporting actor... I, I was hoping that um, I just met him at Sundance. His name is Michael, and this is how I learned how to say his name. He told me it's okay. So I, I just I have to do the whole routine. I go, I've got a bargain on stools. I'm calling it a stool barg. Okay, a his, stool barg. Yeah, his name is Michael Stoolbarg. He told movie? me that. Um, call me by your name. Okay, so I haven't seen it yet. But he's not nominated. I would have given him best supporting. I can't. He's wait not to see nominated. It. Aren't, you got to give me give it but up for the way. But best actor's gonna be no Timothy. But I'm talking supporting Timothy. Who? Timothy Calamay. He's oh, the kid over the Get Out kid. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, Tim- I think Get Out will get best maybe screenplay. Maybe is he done for director? Maybe he should get something because that's a brilliant movie. Brilliant. And um and then, but that but you got to give it up for me. I, I listen, think. Do you, have you ever known how to say Michael Stuhl? Stoolbarg's name? A Stoolbarg. Stoolbarg? Yeah. No. I got it. Listen, I've got a bargain on stools, <laughs> this is, Michelle. This is a Stoolbarg. I'm calling it a Stoolbarg. Uh-uh. Well, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I haven't seen it. But for me, in my heart of hearts, I do think that 
Allison Janney's going to take it over Laurie Metcalf. They I think so. I were mean, both yeah. so brilliant. Mm. But also, nobody's talking at all about Annette Benning in Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. Oh, I want to see that so bad. We, he's telling us we have to wrap it no, up. No, I, yeah. I have to talk about this for one for two one, minutes. Okay, all right, all right. I was on the movie. I haven't seen it. Where did you movie? see it? I was on the plane. Uh-huh. And I had seen everything else. Lady Bird wasn't on there, and I was dying to see it. Wait, <clears throat> Liverpool <clears throat> is on an airplane already? You are it kidding is. me. What what airlines? It was Virgin. Uh-huh. And I had watched a whole bunch of things, and there was nothing left to watch. And then I saw that, and I was like, I love Annette Benning, and it's talking about Liverpool. My favorite accent. One Never of the, won an Oscar. Favorite, one, favorite, ridiculous. Yeah. Favorite accent. One of my favorite accents is Liverpudlian. And this movie is so fantastic. The cast in and of itself is brilliant. The, the guy who plays opposite her in it is so good. But why people are not... Um, screaming, I'm trying to look up who the male lead was. Uh, screaming about this movie? Why? It never got out there. I never got a screener for it. I've been, I'm the biggest Annette Benning fan. She is Jamie marvelous. Bell. Jamie Bell. Oh, Jamie Bell. Yeah, a little uh, Billy Elliot. He, yes. He is so, they are so, I, I don't even know what, I can't even put it in words. She plays Gloria Graham, the yes, movie star. M- the fading movie star who yeah. gets cancer, right? That's not a spoiler alert because that's the whole premise of the, yeah. the movie. It, I hope. It is just so well done, beautifully shot, beautifully acted. She is so good in it, Rue. Mm-hmm. She's, she's good in everything. She should have won last year for 20th Century Women. And she, the year, you know, she, when she was in there for um, the, the, the movie, uh, uh, something about um, uh, heirloom tomatoes. What was that thing with the lesbians? Uh, yeah, Brooklyn. No, she's. The I mean, not Brooklyn. With, with, the other one with, uh, with um with not Kate Blanchett. Yeah, with um Mark Ruffalo was the father, and they've got yeah, the yeah, kids yeah, and yeah, the yeah, heirloom yeah. tomatoes. Heirloom <laughs> tomatoes. It's called Postcards from the Edge. No, it's no. called um uh The Seagull, Life Itself, Georgetown, Twentieth Century Women, yeah. Rules Don't Apply, Danny Collins, The Search, The Face of Love, Girl Most Likely. I mean, the point is she has worked so much. You named all of the movies except the one that she did. That's from... the one she's done from 2012 until Ginger and Rosa. No. Ruby Sparks. No. The kids are all right. Kids are all right. Thank you. That's it. Kids That's are all 2010. right. That's 2010. 2010? Yeah, 2010. How about that? But she is, honestly, guys, if you're thinking of, I need a movie to watch, Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. I want to see it. Is I want to see fan- it. I'll have to take a trip across the pond to see it. I just don't know. Lord knows I'm not going to sit in a movie theater. You know, when we went to go see uh, Hello, Dolly, George and I, um, we can't fit in those seats. We can't fit in the seats. What do you mean? My legs are too long. Not only are my arms too long to box with God. Yes. My legs are too long to sit in a movie movie theater or a Broadway theater. They need to do like the Sinopolis movie theaters where they have the loungers. Yeah. You can call people to get people to come take your order. You know, I thought of you. I know we got to go. We got to cut this short. But I thought of you because Encores is putting on. What are they putting on? uh, uh, Okay. Chess. As soon as you just said that, it popped out of my brain. Can you go on? Can you check? Encores is putting on um, a big show that you would love. Right a now, really big show. Really big show. Encore is the theater company in New York who puts on old productions of shows that you know were either big hits or not big hits, or they just put on shows that they want to put on. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you and I had talked about wanting to do: open a theater. They're doing "Hey, Look Me Over," Grand Hotel, and "Me and My Girl." Yeah, "Hey, Look Me Over" was the one. "Hey, Look Me Over" just, just um, added it to my phone. Really? Yeah. Oh, the the musical for who did the Okay, we got to we got to stop okay, this. Okay, we'll yeah. get back into that. Yeah.
Casper mattresses, y'all. You know we love us some Casper mattresses, child. These are the best mattresses money can buy. And really at a fraction of the price of what you'd pay in a department store. Are you loving your wave? I love it so much. I sleep like an angel. I sleep like a little bitty baby. You are a little I'm angel. I'm a little bitty baby. Cras Crasper? Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. We've been saying this for years, you guys. They also have breathable design, which helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. So many people be complaining, oh my God, it's so hot. Not mm. with Casper. Mm -mm. They even arrive right to your doorstep in a transportable box. I got a Casper Wave. Rue got a Casper Wave. This is the new one. We love it. And for some reason, if you're not sure about getting a Casper yet, you can be sure that one of your purchases with a... You can be sure. Okay. And if for some reason you're still not sure about getting a Casper, don't know why, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash rue. Use that offer code RU at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. You better sleep on it. All right, then, Casper. Hey, you know, ZipRecruiter is looking for people to work. Yeah, and it's that easy. Plenty of people out there that are offering jobs. Plenty of people that need jobs. Yeah. And ZipRecruiter, you can put job sites, all that stuff, 100 plus job sites with just one click. Their powerful technology officially matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Now, what that means is I'm, I'm a boss. Yeah. I have a company. I have to fill it with employees. You are a boss, aren't you? I'm a boss bitch. Uh -huh. And I'm trying to find people to work for me. But everybody that's coming that I'm interviewing, is no good. Right. I need to get more people in there. Yeah. I have these jobs to fill. That's why ZipRecruiter is different because unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Mm -hmm. In fact, 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in 24 hours. Wow. No juggling emails, no calls to your office, simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Rue, it's so easy. Why would you do it any other I way? I don't know. This changes everything. Yes. So right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue. One more time, y'all, for the people in the back. <laughs> Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue. We have her here. Constance Zimmer is here. Miss Constance Zimmer. Zimmer is here. And I got to tell you the story, first of all. Constance, yes, is that, I. you know, after I watched House of Cards and fell in love with your character, I remember thinking, I know her somehow. I know her from either a 12-step program mm -hmm. or something, Some I have a personal connection. Like something to off of the television. Something off of the television. Mm -hmm. I know this girl. And then I think we kind of figured it out that I had forgotten. We had forgotten that we had actually met. we had actually met. <laughs> <laughs> but I Where did really, you? I would rather go with the idea that we know each other from a past life or oh, something okay. like far that. more interesting than just meeting at an Emmy party. No, oh, but, yeah, no, but yeah. we met at an Emmy party, but you're so familiar, which is part of the reason you're such a great actress, is that we know you. We know you. Have people always had that uh, response to you? Yes, and, and I think what's funny is because nobody can ever place any characters I've ever done. <laughs> they call me by my character names if they even know that I'm an actor. But right. most of the time, 
It is you are my friend's friend. Right. You are. I worked with you. A or year you remind ago. me of somebody. Yes, yeah. I am right. always. I you know, and I know there are. Everybody says there's those doppelgangers in the sure. world, right? But I think it's particularly because I have been on people's televisions yeah. for so long. For how long? Uh, over 20 years. Wow. Wow. And I've played so many different characters, which I'm so grateful for that even though they have a similar, like a similar ongoing theme, yeah. they're all very different in the way they look and the way they're presented on the shows that I've done that nobody's ever been able to say, oh, you're that one person. Right. And so I think that's why then it comes into people saying, oh, you're like my Aunt Sally or, oh my God, you are like that bitch Rhonda that I went to high school with. And, you know, it becomes yeah. like, yeah, relatable, I guess. Right. And what show do people recognize you from the most? I would have to say over the last couple of years, it's been interesting because it was always Entourage, mm -hmm. always Dana Gordon. I could be standing on a street corner in a hat and jeans and a T-shirt, and I could have a group of guys drive by and say, Dana Gordon, we love you. Uh -huh. And I would look around and I would think, how did they, I don't know how they even got that. but. Yeah. She was such an iconic character, I think, being on a show, you know, full of so many men. Mm -hmm. And so Dana Gordon, and still to this day, there's people that will hands down say Dana Gordon is their favorite. But now Quinn from Unreal is coming up in the world. Mm -hmm. And there's a very strong love-hate relationship. We want to be her, but we're all afraid of her. She's right. a badass. Yeah. And so that's been fun. And because I think she looks a little bit more like how I look in real life i'm not that harsh but the haircut's a little similar mm -hmm. it's a little bit easier to go wait are you that woman mm -hmm. but that woman's so mean and so uh -huh. vicious and uh -huh. you're so little and like yeah insecure and quirky so it's a it's very confusing and then janine janine's another yeah. one that it really depends what you watch i mean that's what's so fun about my career is you there's some people that will never see Unreal, but will watch House of Cards, and then they will know Janine, right? And never watched Entourage, right, 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 right. And so with with the the acting, at what point did you realize you were good at it? Well, I still I still don't know. No, come I, on, come no, on. I I know honestly, I I'm being one hundred percent honest. I think every single job when it's over, I'm I'm just like. Any other actor where I would think, oh, my God, is this it? Yeah. Was yeah, but you've been it? working for 20 years. That should tell you something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I know. I know. And that's very nice. But I still, I'm still like an insecure actor. I still yeah. feel like maybe that was my moment. Maybe I had my time. Maybe this was it. And then, you know, right before I got House of Cards, I thought my career was done. Really? I mean, honestly. How because... long had you not worked before that? Um, Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't worked, I mean, maybe for like six months, but it wasn't about that. Let me uh -huh. tell you what it was about, because all other actors will listen and say, fuck you, that's cruel. Mm -hmm. I haven't worked for six years. Mm. But that's not what it was about. What it was about was I went through a pilot season. You all go through pilot seasons, which is this time when they're trying to find the next Jennifer Aniston or mm -hmm. trying to make the next you know, Big Bang Theory or whatever. Or Doogie Hauser. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and I went through the worst pilot season of my career where I was up for so many shows and it was always between me and the person who got it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's it. They're tired of me. Everybody's over. They're mm -hmm. just over me. I don't know. Maybe I'm done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went three, through three months of just horrible depression. And I thought... Wow. This is it. I'm done. And then I got the call from House of Cards because I had gone in on it like three months earlier. 
then had this horrible three month spell mm -hmm. of not of nobody wanting me really like pretending they wanted me but then in hindsight like really they wanted Steve Miller like it was right, right. such a weird season and um, and then I got House of Cards and it was I thought wait what what is this like yeah. David Fincher and Kevin Spacey yeah. and but it was on Netflix and nobody knew what Netflix was right. everybody felt so bad for me and they're like <laughs> it's you're not on a network like what is Do you have to what send the DVDs in yes still? exactly and everybody was like what are you talking about like what do you mean it's streaming and I said I don't know what any of it means but I but have, it pays me but I it, it pays me and I get to work with you know David Fincher and that was so sure. exciting and yeah. then you know, and then I had a whole nother insecure because I David didn't want us to wear any makeup. We weren't allowed to look right. like actors on shows. We were all portraying people. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, well, it's definitely my career's over now. <laughs> yeah. I have right. to play this kind of character with like no makeup and no hair. And even though we did have makeup sure. on. But you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, uh, but just I'm going to ask, when you get into those places, those dark places where you think, okay, this is the end. I know you're married. Is, you, 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 I'm sure your husband says, kiddo, look, you know you're freaking yourself out and it's not true. Are you able to listen to him? Yes. I Yes and no. Does I he think... pull you out of that place? Does your friend Naomi uh, pull you out of that place? <laughs> does your daughter pull you out? My daughter does because when I see my daughter, I don't care about anything else until I go, oh, wait, how much money does it cost to put you through uh, yeah, you know, yeah, right. school? Yeah. But, you know, I get pulled out of it by the realness of life, like that that's not really what matters. Right. I will work when I'm supposed to work. I will get the jobs I'm supposed to get. And I have to believe this is my journey and this journey is going to lead to the next journey and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I get in my head, but... I don't stay in it, mm -hmm. but it's just there enough, you know, to, to sure. bother you or think about it and have it affect you. But yes, he definitely helps me. And he actually is the one person who had said to me when I was going through that time. And I said, Oh God, maybe it's because I'm going to be 40 and you know, Oh, I'm, it's that taboo yeah, when right. you turn 40 and you're never going to work again. And he said to me, he said, I'm going to tell you this right now. Your 40s are going to be the greatest time in your life and in your career because you are going to be getting the parts that have substance, that have quality, mm -hmm. that aren't about like, oh, the young 25-year-old girlfriend who like runs in. And mm -hmm. uh, even though I wish I could play those parts. <laughs> they, <laughs> right, 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 they never let me play those yeah. parts. But And he was right. I mean, my 40s have actually been the best time in my career and have been the best parts I've had my whole career, I mean, besides yeah. Dana Gordon. Yes. But yeah, really like have been the the most experienced and f most fun I've had. And you, your husband can say that because he's in his 80s, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But doesn't look a day over 50. No, thank God. <laughs> and the sperm still works. <laughs> how, how long have you been married? We have been married seven years, but we've been together for 12 years. Uh, how old's your kid? And do you know the father of your kid? Yes. Actually, it happens to be my husband as well. Oh, oh you're yeah. so lucky. I'm really lucky, really lucky. Yeah. Even though we did the backwards thing where we got married after we had the kid. I think he needed to make sure it was his. Right. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like Jeffrey Boyer child. <laughs> well, Oddly enough. That, it's true. That, that is possible, except that she doesn't even look like me. She's so fair-skinned. It's Aww. terrifying. But uh. no. No, she's nine, and yeah, she's she's awesome, yeah, and just, she loves you. By oh, the really? Way. Loves the show, and it has been an incredible. Just to watch the show with her has been wonderful. 
because it's bringing up conversations yeah. that we would never be talking about just like on a random walking down the street. But and she falls in love with it. Like she's so in love with Peppermint. Uh -huh. She like dreams about Peppermint. That's a good choice. That Peppermint's like her best friend. Oh, and really? and we talk about it and we have conversation. I mean, it's really I. So I thank you for that. Just knowing that. You know, your reach is so far. Well, I love that. You know, I had a conversation over the weekend about where we are as humans on this planet. And this man who, who is a very powerful man, he was talking. He was saying, you know, but don't, no despair. You know, uh, young people are our salvation. Things are changing quickly. Now, you've got a seven-year-old. Do you, and you were seven at one point. Yes. Do you know if our kids different today, like your daughter? Absolutely. How are they different? They are seeing things that we I never saw as children that I only saw when I was an adult. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking more. The communication is far more open. Now, obviously, I can only speak for myself and my friends around mm -hmm. me because that's all I know. I know there's a lot of places that are not sure. any more open than they were 20 years ago. But I do believe that I'm noticing a difference in the kids growing up today. And my daughter is is better at her age than I was at really? her age. And I just think because we're, it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. If you cannot be afraid to talk about things that I might not even have the answers for, mm -hmm. but talking about it and communicating it together as a family is incredible. I mean, the the fact that me and my husband and and my nine year old daughter watch Wait, Drag nine Race. or seven? No, she's nine. nine. Okay, all that's right. all right. I wasn't yeah. gonna correct you. Okay, all right. <laughs> but do you yeah. remember growing up? Because we had a, a, um, I don't know how else to say it, and this is no disrespect, but a, a cross dresser in town growing up, and I remember running into her at the deli and, and knowing. That something was different about this woman mm -hmm. that was in front of us. How old were you? Uh, I must have been six or seven. Like, mm -hmm. I was real young. Mm -hmm. And coming home, maybe eight, and asking my mother. And she was like, oh, you know, she wasn't disparaging, but she didn't want to have a conversation. Right. She would just say, it's a he, she, which mm -hmm. was offensive now. Mm -hmm. But back then, they didn't know what to call sure. cross-dressers except cross-dressers. They weren't trans. They weren't transvestites. Sure. They weren't anything. Mm -hmm. But now, the conversation is commonplace. Right. There right. are transgender kids in public schools with these kids, mm -hmm. with these kids mm -hmm. assimilating. So it's a beautiful thing when we can have these open conversations. Right. We are leaps and bounds further than we, we were. We certainly are. Do you think that that's what the uh, the whole sort of cultural war that's happening now is about? You know, with the uh, far right and, and progressive. Uh, do you think? What do well, you think? Well, I, I, I still think we have a long way to go, um, but I do feel like any step is a right step. It's we're we're headed in the right direction, yeah. mm -hmm. but there will always be people that will never understand it because they don't want to understand mm -hmm. it. And I know a lot of those people, and they're all old. So mm -hmm. hopefully they will just die, die off. Die, yeah. And then the younger generation will take over, and we'll all be fine. Well, thank God Jim Baker has freeze-dried food that we can yes, last for 30 years. You saw that years. video? Oh, honey. Isn't it amazing? I've fallen into a Jim Baker freeze-dried freeze food yeah, a-hole. Right, because there's a video on uh, YouTube by the group Super Deluxe, yes. which I guess is taken over from... 
everything is terrible. Remember those yes, videos? Yes. Well, they're doing these videos now called from Super Deluxe, and and they've got one on Jim Baker of of Jim and With Tammy Faye Baker. With alive food. Yeah, it is brilliant. Yes. Oh brilliant. Yes. So now uh, we're talking with Constance Zimmer. Now, in a minute, minute we're going to bring in her co-star from the TV show Unreal, uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, who is just. Do you just want to lick his skin? <laughs> I do. I really do. I mean, it's it really I, it upsets me how beautiful yes. he is from from inside out. I mean, even at you know four in the morning when he shows up in the makeup trailer, uh-huh. and I'm like, bitch, you better leave because uh-huh. yeah. I can't handle all of this yes. right now. Yes. It's too early in the morning, and I got too much work to right. do. Excuse <laughs> my beauty. Exactly. Well, I tell you what, you should do. You should leave the makeup trailer. Go directly to the parking lot and key his motherfucking <laughs> car. Do it, Constance. You know, that would be, that's what being over 40 teaches you. Is you, you don't have to, I don't have to put up with this. <laughs> These are not slave days. I don't, you know, you're looking all <laughs> hot and everything. But listen, his face is beautiful. His soul is beautiful. But he's got the name of a serial killer. So yes, think about that's it true. that that's Yeah, true. maybe that's what we need to work on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Boyer, Boyer Chapman. That screams yeah, serial killer. Totally. It's Yes. Totally. JBC. I just call him JBC. And he yeah. calls you CZ. Yeah, CZ. Cubic zirconia. Uh, we're yeah. we're going to go. Yeah, through. I never the real thing, always the ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. Everybody's always like, you're Pam Adelon. No, I'm Constant Simmer. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> 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 we're going to go to a break. But before that, I want to ask about um, studying, uh, acting. Do you still go to classes? Do you still study? I do not. I only studied acting. Uh, I came to Hollywood when I was 18 out of high school, and I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And you came here from? From Newport Beach. It was very far. Real long hitchhiking trip, Uh yes. Uh And studied with Stella Adler when she was alive. Wow. For a year and then did American Academy for, no, did American Academy for a year, then went to Stella Adler for two or three years. Mm -hmm. And then I just did plays and then I actually haven't studied acting since. Because a lot of people still study, you know, working actors, years and years of working, still study. Why, Why the choice to not study anymore? You know, I, I don't really have an answer. I mean, I probably should, but mm. I, I, I really don't have the time. Yeah. If that sounds horrible. No. But I found that my learning and what I've been integrating into my acting has really been my experiences in life, the people I'm coming across, the not literally. Uh-huh. But, yes, yes. Um, you know, it's just that <laughs> it's, it's, I, everything becomes just all of my experiences pushed out through one character, if yeah. that makes sense. But no. I think that I would definitely need to study if I was going to do a specific dialect, if mm-hmm. I was actually playing a, a, a person, a real person, and I would want to get up in that, in that person's head and mm-hmm. understand all of it and the way they walk and talk. And that, then I would probably, you know, go back into studying. But for me I, right now, I'm, I'm, right on. I no, don't, well, what, whatever you're doing is working. We're going to take a real quick break. We'll be back with more Constance Zimmer after this. Zimmer. Child, if you own it, you better sleep on it. <laughs> I'm trying to just talk about Casper. I know you are. Casper, our friends, obviously, you guys know by now. But if you're new to us, Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. We were so sick of walking into this mattress store and be like, how much? What? Uh, you what? Excuse me? 
I mean, I need to give a kidney to have a good night's sleep. Or take out a mortgage on my house. Okay, I don't think so. I got kids that got to go to college. Casper Wren mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amount to both sink and bounce. And that's true. Because, you know, regular mattresses are bouncy. Tamperpedic mattresses, you sink. This one combines them both. And they also have breathable design to help you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night so you're not tossing and turning because the mattress is making you hot. They even arrive right to your doorstep in a transportable box. Oh, I like the sound of that. I love a transportable box. Uh-huh. Casper's not just a mattress company. They offer a wide array of products. Listen, sidebar, I got a dog mattress. Oh, wow. Casper's dog mattresses. It's literally like the the Rolls Royce of dog beds. <laughs> Bella, who's my senior dog, it's her favorite thing on earth, and I can pretty much have, you know, any bed I want to get. I've been yeah. through a lot of them. Yeah. It's the, she is so happy. I'm going to post a picture of it. I oh. think I'm, I have. Uh, I just, we, both of us just got the Casper yeah. Wave mattress, yeah. not the dog mattresses, but for ourselves. We love it. So if for some reason you guys are still not sure about getting a Casper, I told you I sleep on top of two Caspers. Uh-huh. I have the original uh-huh. and the wave on top of it. Oh, girl. I should Instagram a picture of that too. <laughs> you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it Rip Van Winkle trial. Uh-huh. And of course, did we mention free shipping and returns throughout the U.S. and Canada? Uh, no, I get, you have now. Thank you. What you waiting for? Start sleeping, start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get 50 dollars toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash rue use that offer code ru at checkout it'll never ever ever be like the sleep you get with a casper mattress and it was just like all my birthdays i'd get like a six pack of yeah, zima and i was so like awful. you guys it's really i liked natural. it it tasted oh, like sprite so you went to That's right. you, you went to ada i went to the yeah. red-headed stepsister amda Oh, oh, the music. The music the makes music. me move. That's we right. are back with Constance Zimmer after our little breaky poo. I, you know, I love our breaks so much. They're so fun. They're so much fun. And we do these commercials that are just crazy. Really? We just cut Stupid. up and carry yeah. on for, for days. Now, okay, so now um, I, I want to just touch on the fact that you were on 90210. Yeah! For a minute. I never missed one episode. What do you remember about that experience? How'd you get the job? Was it one of your first jobs? Oh, uh, yeah, it was definitely early on in my career. I mean, my first job was actually on Ellen when Ellen had her sitcom. Yeah. And I played a riot girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get Ellen to dance with me. And it was the major episode when she was trying to kiss, not Laura Dern, not uh-huh. the Laura Dern kissing uh-huh. one. But when she had this girlfriend on the show and she was really trying to understand were they girlfriends or were they friends? Right. And because I kept prodding her and prodding her, it forced her to just say, like, are we a couple? Right. And so then I became, and then she was like, no, I'm not going to dance with you. So it's very, uh-huh. that, I just, that's, that's yeah, uh, really a strong memory. Wow. And, and, and so after coming to LA, how long did it take for you to get your first, that, for that job? Uh, it took, I mean, it was a good five years wow. before I started working consistently. I did a lot of national commercials, mm-hmm. but that also didn't really happen until about, Five years in. My first jobs, I was covered in prosthetics. Oh, my wow. goodness. Completely. I was, do you remember the Duracell commercials? Yeah, the Puttermans? 
They yes, those, the, the plastic the people. Yeah. I was the daughter in those commercials. Oh, no way. Yes. How many com- of those did you do? I did two years of them, and we used to shoot 24 hours because we were in full prosthetic makeup. Yeah, right. So we would just fall asleep in the slant the slant Yeah, yeah, things. slant boards, yeah. Slant boards. And uh, so we would shoot about three to four commercials in 24 hours. Oh, my goodness. So I want, I mean, it was probably a total of 12 commercials. How, how'd you pee? Uh, well, you can, even though when you're in a full pantyhose bodysuit, mm-hmm. there was always cut open to sure. sit and squat and sure. pee. Okay. And all the clothes were Velcroed yeah. on. But yeah, that was that was intense. Oh my goodness. So I didn't know if I was going to work because everything I did was sure. covered in plastic. And, and then I was like Mama Bear in Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah. And then I became a super former and I was like, this is not going well. No. <laughs> And so, um, so it's just a tough business. People have no idea how to because, um, and I want to, I want to get back to nine hundred two one zero. I know, sorry, I, I know, digress. but I do. But you know, when you go on auditions, what other actresses do you always see there? Who's always sitting in that that uh, couch or in the chair in the, the ruby, you know, that room? Who do you see every single time you go on a rehearsal? Well, for the longest time, it was always Julie Bowen, uh-huh. uh huh, Sasha Alexander, uh huh. Uh, Lisa Edelstein. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, uh, it's funny because Pam Adelon and I are, everybody thinks we are each other, yeah. but yet we never auditioned against each other, which mm-hmm. I find fascinating. We should have always been in the same rooms, but right. it was really those girls were the girls that I was around the most. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's somebody else in there that I, I feel like Debbie I'm missing Mazar? someone. Debbie, not so much. Uh-huh. I mean, even though Debbie and I were on Entourage together, but we didn't really compete uh, because it, Debbie plays a different sort of character. Right. Um, you're kind of you're that um, um, smarter than the room, wisecracking girl. But it's um, but Debbie's more New York yes. style. Yeah. Yes. But you you always play a smart, smart girl who is. Um, uh, who knows the inside story. Very present. Yeah, yeah I guess, which is so weird because I'm so not that. It's fascinating that I can pull it off. I mean, everybody always thinks I'm super smart, and I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> so I always feel like, okay, well, I made them believe that. That was great. But it is like, and also Debbie is like in the glamour version. Right. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm a little bit more in the like best friend category. Right. I'm right. a character actress. Yeah. I've been a character. I've been fighting to be a character actor my whole life, and everybody was like, "Oh, but you know, you don't you don't look like a character actor." I said, "But I do. Like that's what I am. I'm yeah. not." I'm not a, I would never put myself in a category of like a beautiful leading lady. That's not, those are not the parts I want to play. Mm-hmm. I want to play the underdog. I want to play the characters that are maybe a little bit more, have some secrets and right. a little bit more darkness and, and, and layers. Not to say the leading ladies don't have layers, uh-huh. but I, I like to fight a little bit more. Yeah. For yeah. My I'm characters. just, I'm going to go back to um, House of Cards just for a second because I, there's, couple of scenes in particular that you really excel at you know when you first meet the um uh Ru- Ru- Mara, is that her? Kate Mara Kate yeah. Mara character you have doubts about her because you you kind of suspect that she's either sleeping with uh the boss or that she's um giving away secrets or that she's got secrets and you were able to portray on your face you we could read that you did not trust her intentions so in that scene in particular 
what is the background work that you do? How do you do the textures and layers? And how do you make us, the audience, convinced and understand what you're thinking? Wow. Uh, thank you. That's, I, that's a very huge compliment. I, I really, I don't take that lightly because it means a lot to me. Um, but like, see, it makes me super emotional because it's really hard for me to get compliments from people who I respect and admire. And when I get those kind of compliments, I get really like uh -huh. verklempt. But anyways, <laughs> and I'm not even Jewish. Um, okay. So, <laughs> you know, for me, Janine was a real, uh, a very, very important character for me because I felt I was speaking for all the journalists in the world that felt like Twitter and social media and the lack of research was going away and mm -hmm. it was going to become that people were going to get their news on Twitter and they were going to never check facts and all this kind of stuff. And that's who I was as an actor. I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on Instagram. I didn't even know. I, I hated all of it. I didn't understand any mm -hmm. of it. I was like, I'm old school. Like, I come from the age of when you get a job because you're the best right. one at the job, not because you have a million followers. Right. And so it was really um, in my heart of hearts, I felt like I was there fighting the good mm -hmm. fight for all of us who aren't familiar with this new way mm -hmm. of the world and are uncomfortable with it. And what is your intention? Mm -hmm. And so it was for me a lot of uh, emotional stuff feeling like I'm here, I'm representing. And if I'm representing, I've got to be, it's like, there's, everybody is questionable, sure. right? Because yeah. how do you rise that fast when we've all been here working our asses off? Right. And so it was, that's where all of Janine kind of, for me, came from. Like, fighting the good fight and believing in the value of what you have to offer and not being like a, you know, uh, what's it called? The, uh, uh, a slacker uh, or a... Yeah, uh, or like the, yeah, or like, you know, an overnight sensation right. or, yes. you know, flash in the pan. Yes, so yeah. I think yeah, but it just goes to show you that no matter what it is, whether it's this role, a serial killer, I think of Charlize Theron in Monster a lot, um, you can bring a little bit of you yeah. into every role that sure. you do. Sure, well, the character has to have humanity for us to fall in love with it. And for backstory, for people who don't know, uh, House of Cards is about this Washington motif, but the Janine character is part of the, Wash, uh, like kind of like the Washington Post mag uh, newspaper where um, uh, this the, the Kate Mara character comes to work and all that kind of stuff. But and she's so great, too. She's so great. Yeah. Everything, uh, that show, the pacing, the way it looks, everything about it is so but it took me forever to get on board with it. But uh, I mean, to, to finally uh, watch it. It's a commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I, oh, it's just brilliant. Then there's another scene <clears throat> where your character, Janine, uh, runs away because some shit goes down and she's very afraid. And I'm wondering, what did you use to, because to, I believe that you were really scared for your life. I think, I think Lucas comes to mm -hmm. see you or something mm -hmm. like, who, by the way, oh, he drives me crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. He drives me crazy in a way that I, I'm uncomfortable talking about <laughs> because he's, I think he's very sexy. sexy yes. Oh, he drives yeah. you crazy in that uh -huh. way. Oh, uh -huh. wow. He certainly does. Rue. Um, I don't remember the actor's name. Uh, uh, no, his name is Sebastian. No, oh, wait. No, his name on the show is, is Lucas. Lucas. But, oh my he's, God. but he's, just... his name is Sebastian something. Yes. On the, on Bach. the thing. 
Sebastian Bach. Yes, no, oh, he plays lots from of great Skid Row. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Is that crazy that I'll be like, I don't remember his name? No, no. Locked it out of no. my memory. I got it. Hold on. But do you, you know the scene where um, I know I think exactly he's outside the on scene. a swing, maybe? Uh, or no, a bench? we are. No, he comes to my apartment. Oh, he comes to apartment. Yes. And yes. it's in the kitchen. Yes. 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 That was one of the hardest scenes for me, actually. What did you use? How did you do that? Well, uh, you know, I think getting emotional in general as an actor, you are are sometimes pulling from your own stuff, but you have to be careful because if you pull from your own stuff, did I say it right? Sebastian, no, Sebastian Arculis, yeah, uh-huh. Arculis. Is that Greek? Yes, mm. I was right though. At least I didn't. You mess got up. The, yeah. I got his yes. name right. See, yes. guys, sorry, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you have to be careful using your own stuff because why? Because it can get, it can get, you can lose yourself in it, and then it's not the character. Then it's it's constant oh. going to some emotional place that you don't know how to pull back from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for me, in that, in particular, in that scene. Um, I had a really hard time with Janine leaving. Yeah. And I fought about it a lot with Bo Willimon, mm-hmm, the, creator, the creator, yeah. Because I felt Janine was this character that was all about fighting and not stepping back and right. going after it. And and then they were like, No, you have to go. You have to run away. And mm-hmm. I said, What what would ever make her leave? And he said, You're scared. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well then I better be the scaredest I have ever yeah. been in my fucking life to make this believable. Yeah. And then you go into the, then it becomes the character to yeah. me and it becomes like, what would scare this character? Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's brilliant. What is your dream role? What uh, do you, I mean, if you were going to remake something and we've been very good at this, uh, Michelle and I uh, of deciding, and as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. what it could be. You know, um, and I. Um, I mean, um, I want to go back to comedy. If you're thinking about anything, don't yeah. make it a drama. Okay. Who's the one right. that did Kate and Alley with uh, Jane Curtin? Who's the other one? That's um, uh, that's um, she was on oh, Macmillan and Wife. Yeah. And her, her. name is um, uh, Macmillan and Wife. <laughs> and her name is Susan. 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 Uh, you know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Susan. Susan St. James. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I would have yeah. never come up with that. Yeah. No, I just that's one either. That's why I just told she you. does. Oh, you know, right? Um, because that was a light and comedy. love story. Who did love story? That's Allie. Uh, Allie, Allie McGraw. McGraw. There Allie you McGraw. Go. You as know, opposed to Allie Sheedy. Actually, that's very different. Not a bad idea for her to do either Kate and Allie. Yep. Or for her to do Macmillan and Wife, a redo of Macmillan and Wife, where he plays the police commissioner. And his wife, who's very salty and funny and fun, uh, she kind of helps solve crimes with this, him. It's it's her Susan St. James. A, Susan yeah. St. James is in That's your so wheelhouse. Funny. Do you know who that is? I'm I'm having a picture of her in my brain. But Kate I and Allie was brilliant. It's one yes, of my I remember so Kate and Allie. Yeah. So that's why I'm probably picturing her. Because for me, I always go to like Laverne and Shirley, or I would want to redo I Love Lucy, or right because right. I I come from comedy. Like I came from sitcoms, and everybody always said nobody's ever going to take you serious because you started in sitcoms and you came from sitcoms. Right. Which is why I was on the like Ellen's and Seinfeld sure. and nine hundred two one zero. Even though nine hundred two one zero wasn't uh, really, it was comedy to a lot of people. To some people, <laughs> yes, I took it seriously. Both <laughs> <laughs> incarnations, I'll have. Yes. Oh my! You even went to the other. Oh, the incarnation. Yeah. Uh, I saw both. See, I had a nine hundred two one over party when the first one ended. Oh, oh dear! Oh yeah. dear! Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna have your co-star. From your television show, Unreal, join us. And I'm going to have you guys talk together about 
doing this show. Oh my God, I love it. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Valentine's Day is coming up. I mean, right around the corner. Yeah. Do you guys exchange gifts? My husband insists on getting me gifts. Uh huh. When I, I'm, you know, you and I are very similar in when we want something, we get it. Yeah. When I think, like, I brought you a pair of sunglasses today. I'm like, I want you to have these. That's just the way that we roll. If you think of me, you get me something. Sure. And, that's not the way my husband is. So yes, to answer your question, we, <laughs> we do exchange gifts because then I feel guilty for not. But my husband's obsession—he is a watches. watch person. Yeah. Yes, like me with glasses. Yeah, him with watches. How many do you think he has? He probably has about twenty. Okay, no, that's not too bad. Not crazy. No, but of course, the older we get, the more he's liking, you know, yeah. big ticket items. Exactly. Like I want my Corvette. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, but you know, watches that are beautiful and look good on your body. Do not have to break the bank. That's right. And that people have revolutionized the whole watch making uh, movement. And speaking of movement, that's the watch company we're talking about. It's founded on the belief that style shouldn't have to break the bank yes. to get something gorgeous. This watchmaker's goal is to change the way consumers think about fashion by offering high quality, minimal, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. With over 1 million watches sold to customers in 160 plus countries around the world, Movement Watches has solidified itself as the world's fastest growing watch company you guys now listen it is that time of the year again you think of your gift giving what are you going to get you thought it was all done at christmas but valentine's day is here so it's coming up so quickly you have to find the perfect gift now i have procrastinated for many years yeah and this year i got one we've got it in our hand this is actually for my husband yeah because i told you how how he loves watches Uh so we're going to open our watches right now i'm opening mine right now i'm going to see what is Oh my, oh yes. And I ordered, we each ordered, oh, this is gorgeous. This is just what I ordered. Look how beautiful mine is. Beautiful. Let me see Look yours. Look at that. It's got the blue face. Chic. Gorgeous. So chic. And that's what I love. Their watches are minimalist. Oh, I love that. You know, it it looks like one of those, you know, uh-huh. ones. those, yes, those ones, those expensive ones. But you, like we said, it doesn't have to break the bank. Our friends at Movement, the ones who revolutionized the watch game, have put together the perfect gift guide to make your life easy. Whether you're shopping for him or for her, yes, honey, they have girl watches too. You want watches or their new fashion forward bracelets, sunglasses, or any combination in their limited edition gift box. Movement's in-house stylists have curated their trendiest pieces for gift ideas for your special someone that they're going to love. This is so gorgeous. Oh, these they're watches definitely going to love this. I love this watch. And talk about a really classy fashion accessory. Really well done. Timeless. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Pun intended. Movement and their stylists have curated an interactive gift guide to make Valentine's Day shopping painless. You could find the perfect gift for him, for her, whatever you want, and get 15% off today because you know how we do. You know how we roll. We can't do this without giving you a break. 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com. Now it's spelled mvmt.com slash ru. mvmt.com slash ru. Join the movement. We are back. We're talking to Constance Zimmer. And now we brought in her co-star, Jeffrey Boya Chapman, the three names. Yes. Hi. Oh the my. Boy with three names. And Blue a hyphen, Paul, right? Andre Charles, and I, they're on and the show. Hyphen. They're on the show, uh, uh, Unreal. But I'm going to talk about that. But I think I asked you last time, Jeffrey, did anybody advise you to not use three names? And 
and, and or even to use a different name because you know when you have your real name, yeah. it's on public record. You know, I hear you say this time and again, and yeah. as time goes on, I'm realizing the validity to that. Yeah. that it would be it would serve me well for situations where I'm at uh, the the free clinic down the street, and sure. I don't want them calling out all three yeah. names when I'm waiting. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a level of anonymity that goes along with changing your name, and I understand that. Nobody ever advised me to change my name uh, to just Jeffrey Boyer or just Jeffrey Chapman. Jeffrey Boy until, Chap. until Until it was too late. <laughs> yeah. I'd already been working. Yeah. I, Jeff you Boy know? Chap, is that Jeffrey what you said? Jeffrey Boy Chap. Jeff Boy Chap. Jeff Boy Chap. Yeah. But we did talk about this, and I remember saying to you that it was a way for me to, it is my name, Jeffrey yeah. Boyer Chapman is my name, and it's a way for me to pay homage to my mother. Her, right. her last name is Boyer, my father's last name is Chapman, and I huh. felt like it was... Uh, uh, me, uh, you know, uh, giving her props yeah. for, for, you know, she she made me, she raised me. Sure. Yeah, well, she deserves the props. I think when you go to the free clinic, just write down that your name is JBC. And then <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Constance Zimmer your real name? Yes. Did anyone uh, ever say to you, hey, um, you might want to think about using a different name? Yes, my mother. Because she, she felt that <laughs> she felt that I wouldn't work because I, I was so specifically German. Uh-huh. Oh. But but there's, the, there's a lot of Jewish uh, people of power in that's this right. industry. Constance yeah. Zimmer. Yeah. Except yeah. the funny thing is, is everybody thinks I'm Jewish. So, yeah. right. you know, mm. I, I win either way. Yeah. Do, 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 does anybody call you Connie Zimmer? I was Connie <laughs> in high school. Uh-huh. And all the way up until high school. And then when I graduated, I said, you know, I'm going to be Constance. And yeah. so it's actually worked in my favor because now whenever people call me Connie, I know they're from my like my life all up into high school. Uh -huh. So it's great. I'm like, oh, we went to high school together, even though I have no idea who they are. Is your <laughs> production company called Truth or Consequences? Or is it um, uh, co co Constance, Constance Craving? No. Productions? But I get that a lot. Constance Craving Constance, Productions. Constance Stanstonople. Yes, yes. I did always get that, that people would sing to me, Constance Craving. Uh -huh. sure. like, That's oh, a hot okay. drag Great name, song, actually. Right? Constance Craving. There you go. I, yeah. I've been known to call you Connie on occasion, but to I also. piss me off. I, call uh -huh. her, I, I tend to call her hip hop Connie. Oh, oh okay. really? Which, which is, it's just, it's, it's a throwback to her, her, her days before the days of acting when she was yeah. a hip hop aerobics instructor. Were you, you a are fly kidding girl? Me. Really? <laughs> I auditioned to be a fly girl, and well, didn't clearly didn't make the cut. J Lo took yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. between me and J Lo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was a hip hop aerobics instructor. You are Connie. kidding me? What, what were your that? top songs? What were your go to songs? And we will get to Unreal just in a minute. But this first of all, let's figure out what year it was. Uh, oh, oh yes, yeah. by well, the song. Yes, well, by we could tell oh, if she Steve, tells us you... year, we can maybe pick some. Fruit. Oh, okay, you okay. want to do it that way? Well, so. no, because I had my favorites. I didn't go by what was like New trendy. Or current, of right? The, no, I was. Always Did you Michael have Rump Jackson. Shaker in there? Rump Shaker, no. Did you have? Um, did you have that group next? Next, um, too close. Too close. You the one did it. You made it hard. Oh, yeah. Come on, babe. Dun, dun, dun. No. Oh, no. yeah. No. Dancing. This could go on for I do days. love it, though. I'm just going to let you guys keep singing songs. Uh -huh. You said uh -huh. hip-hop right. aerobics. Hip-hop. Yes, but I'm not saying that I knew what hip-hop was. I just oh, knew how to okay. the dancing. I just knew how to integrate it into aerobics so and make it entertaining. So what music yeah. was your favorite? I used Michael Jackson. That's not hip-hop, Connie. No, but it was. For me, it was. Because I loved Michael. I was What's your favorite Michael Jackson? Michael so Smooth Jackson. Criminal? No, I would use um, uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Yes. Right. Mm. And uh, Working Day and Night. Uh-oh. Yeah. Watch out now. Uh, <laughs> 
I these mean, are all so hip hop. I was going to say, no, I feel like the, the word, the word hip hop went not. at like went at a you know a, 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 a white space such as Equinox or someplace like that where I'm assuming right, that you right. taught the word hip hop can be translated quite loosely. I taught a 24-hour fitness, okay? okay. Not in Inglewood. Yes, in Pasadena. There oh, you Pasadena. go. Pasadena. Case in point. Oh, yeah. wow. Spice Girls. I did Spice okay. Girls. Okay, all right. There was some Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that it was real hip hop. Yeah. So what it was ethnic aerobics. There you go. Not with the Spice Girls, girl. Well, you know. We had scary. All right, so I want to talk about Unreal. You guys are both on the show. Now, I read somewhere that it's not coming back until 2018. Is that right? Correct. Yes. And why Why the such the long lull in between seasons? we got to keep you wanting more. Oh, okay. All right. I think they decided to switch up the uh, the programming dates this year in order to try to, to uh, gain a larger audience. We are a summer show. We've uh, aired our first two seasons in June. A lot of people aren't sitting at home, on, you right. know, on their summer nights in June, whereas uh, in January, February, March. Have you already filmed be... the next season? Correct. We've shot our third season. Um, yeah. we, ha- we featured a bachelorette this season. So Ooh. it was one woman and 25 men. It was a very different dynamic. Are you able to say that on the, on the, on the Absolutely podcast? Absolutely, we are. are. Yeah, and we go, into, we go into filming our fourth season starting in October back do in you, Vancouver. Oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, do you guys remember the first scene that you two had together? Yes, I do. Did you audition together? What was the no. first? Oh. Scene in episode our, one. You're... It was the first scene in episode yeah. one. It was our first scene shooting together. Thank you. You were bald. Yes, I yeah, was bald. Right. Yeah. We didn't audition together, actually. Constance was a gift for us. We shot the oh. original pilot in 2013 in Atlanta with another actress playing Constance's character. Mm. Um, they, When we got picked up to series, they revamped the show, did some rewriting, some recasting, mm-hmm. and after saying no 17 times, Constance Zimmer finally said yes and said, I'll come play with you guys. Wait a minute. Really? You yeah. were offered the role and you didn't want to do it? That is true. I'm spilling all your tea. I know. What is, what is going on? What? No, it's known. Everybody, it's, it's, it's now become like this ongoing joke that I turned down the part 17 times. <laughs> when really, I only turned it down twice. But I didn't read it. Uh, it was a show on Lifetime, and it was shooting in Atlanta. And I was on. I had been on House of Cards. Yeah. And I just felt that wasn't my trajectory. I, yeah. I just, I didn't want to leave my five-year-old daughter. Mm. And I, it, it, it didn't. There was nothing for me that I was sure. drawing me to this show. Right. It also felt like a character I'd played before, and I wasn't. I was trying to go away from these women mm. that I've been playing, and so yes, I did. I turned it down once. What and then... made you change your mind? <laughs> well, they they were picked up. They picked up the show after they shot the pilot, and they were going to shoot it in Vancouver, uh-huh. which was only a two hour flight, sure. and no time change. And my daughter was a little bit older, and they had 10 episodes, so it wasn't like a trial run. Mm -hmm. I knew that they were really behind it, and they really knew what they did wrong in the pilot and how they wanted to change it. Oh, did you see the pilot? None of us have. They've never shown it to us. That's probably a good thing. They won't let us. yeah. 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 And I met with Marty Noxon and Sarah Gertrude Shapiro, the creators of the show, mm-hmm. and I talked with them for three hours. And I told them all of my concerns about this kind of character mm-hmm. and this show and what I needed from it. And they pretty much said, we will do whatever you want. Oh, I love that. We will do this together. We will do this as a team. Mm-hmm. We will make her all the layers you want mm-hmm. and more. You just have to say yes. 
Wow. It was very much a collaborative effort, I feel like, in casting this show. I mean, I've told you this story as well, that the uh, the character of Jay that I played in the original pilot was rewritten for me to be an openly gay man in the reshooting of the pilot. When they rewrote the character, <clears throat> did they rewrite the character wearing assless chaps? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, question. Uh-huh. Two sizes too small. But, uh, <laughs> I love the term assless chaps because it's redundant. I mean, yeah. all are all chaps assless. assless yeah. Yes. But you have to say assless chaps for the joke. For the visual. Because yeah. otherwise yeah. it would be jeans with They'll no just ass. Be jeans. Exactly. Right. Just be jeans. Now tell me this. Now you know um, when you read a script, uh, can you see? Are the words there? Do they? Is a good script? always very obvious to you to me at this point yes yes i would say yes yeah yes yeah i mean i was up for uh modern family it was between me and julie Julie bowen Bowen. Uh (laughs) (laughs) but i read that script i read that pilot script Mm -hmm. and i knew that was going to be a show that was going to be on the air for Mm -hmm. quite some time and you know that stuff. I mean, obviously, I read House of Cards. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely things that I read now that I say, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. I never read a script on Unreal. I agreed to do it seeing no script. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's brave. It is brave. Wow. For me, it's gotten to the point where I, uh, uh, when I'm reading a script or auditioning for something, if I remember the words immediately, if I can retain them. Yeah. And if I can spout them off, like, you know, and speak like a regular human being speaks, to me, I, that's a sign of good writing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's something that I want to be a part of. Wow, wow. So it's in a couple of months, you guys are going to go back up to Vancouver. How long does it take to shoot? What's the order for? Is it 12? We're, we're doing we're doing eight. Ten, we're doing eight this season. We did uh-huh. ten for the first three seasons. And no, doing you're doing eight. eight for the fourth season. Correct, correct. Right, because you've got, we've got the third season is in the can. Correct. So you're going to go back and do eight. Correct. Why eight instead of ten? Uh, I'm not really sure. I think they just wanted to switch up the format of the show. Are all you sure your characters year. aren't being killed off? Well, you never know. No, oh. I'm the one that does the killing. Oh, girl. Nobody, <laughs> can, nobody, can, nobody can kill me. I mean, that's, that's the cool thing about this show is that there are four of us who come back every year. Myself, Constant Zimmer, Sherry Appleby, and Craig Bierko. And it's a brand new cast, rotating cast of characters. So um, we never really know what to expect every year going back to the show. But we know that we have that sense of uh, like familial familiar fami- fami- how do you say that word familiarity familiar is right familial familiarity going back and the fact that i get to go back to work with one of my best friends in the entire world constant simmer every year is just beyond a blessing wow so really excited to go back this, i would say you're the biggest gift that i've received from this experience Aww, on this show Jeff, wow that's, the truth. That's, that's brilliant it's probably, the truth we should probably tell him that we were saying that his name was like a serial killer i, I said that. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> michelle said that <laughs> I won't take it personally. Uh-huh. Michelle is it, isn't there a Chapman? Isn't there a Chapman? There was a Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, Mark David Chapman. Wasn't he uh, one he, of them? Didn't he kill. He killed John Lennon. <laughs> well, he was. Yeah, one of them. Was yeah, like Chapman. I think so. Yeah. You know, I make love, not war. Okay. Oh, war. Yes, All right, Jeffrey. Yeah. So now, you know, if this show went on and on and on, do you think you'd do it forever and ever and ever? No. I think it has an ending. Yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do. No, and I believe that because you don't want something to drag on and on until everybody's just over it and no mm-hmm. one cares anymore. Well, if it's still delivering, that won't happen. Yeah, and mortgages need to be paid. Oh. True. Very I'll do true. Drag Race season 22. <laughs> right. I ain't got no problem. This is, you know, th- th- it's. I think it's a little bit different with reality as opposed to scripted true. television. True. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like you have, you and I have said it from the beginning. You said it to me and it's something that's really stuck with me, but as long as people are watching 
watching, as long as the content is good, and as long as we're enjoying ourselves when we show up to work every day, that's reason enough to. Well, keep see, that's going where back. you and I differ, uh, and that's where Michelle, I think, uh, Take that's the money. where we're different from. We go where the money Take is. The money yes, we money. will. We I'll, will go. I got no integrity. These are not. <laughs> Girl, I lost my integrity with my virginity. You can take all the E's and take them. You know that I think that I can say very proudly that I have never taken a job for the money. Really? I have always done the opposite. I have always taken the Have you job. ever had sex for the money? Well, that's a whole that's other podcast. Story. <laughs> that goes along with my non-hip-hop Connie. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite You've never story. taken a job for the money, but your agents must be like Connie. I mean, Connie, girl. Mm. Got it, girl. Doll, doll, doll kiddo. Girl. You gotta get with it over here. You and I have realized, though, I, it took me years to realize that you cannot, I cannot take the jobs for the money because you have so many experiences working on set as an actor where you're working with other people who you know are there for the wrong reasons. Mm. You can feel they're there for the money or because their teams have pushed them into it. Mm -hmm. Those people are not a, a lovely energy to be around. Mm -hmm. True. So it's something that I'm very consciously aware of to never uh, become myself. In order to do that, I just have to take the jobs that I'm passionate about, where I like the writing and the character, where it's in a city that I want to shoot in with people I want to shoot in. Mm. It, it has come down to that for me. And that does involve saying no to a lot of things, right. but I'm happier at the end of the day. Constance, your, your managers must just really hate you. <laughs> your, your agents don't say, "Hun, listen, I, you know, it's cute and everything, and you got your integrity. Great. I'm going to put a gold star next to your name, but you got to take this job. No, they did in the beginning, and yeah. I think they would always question, like, oh, come on. Like, uh, actually, Entourage is, is a story where I fought with them. I did not want to go in on that show. It was their second season, and I didn't like it. I thought mm -hmm. it was incredibly male chauvinistic. Mm -hmm. I was thought the women were and represented super poorly. I mean, it is. They mm -hmm. were always yeah. naked. They were dumb. They mm -hmm. were not strong. You're and not wrong. I said, I don't want to go in. And mm -hmm. I fought, and they fought me on that one. And they said, you have to go in on mm -hmm. this. This show is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Give it a, a chance. They're making changes. They know where they've lacked. Mm -hmm. And you need to go in there and like be a part of that. And, I, and they, it was only for three episodes. Mm -hmm. And they were like, it's three episodes. Who cares? Just go. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the incidences where they were right. But uh, <laughs> but I ended on uh, ended up on it for six years. Yeah. And if you don't, it's back to yeah. hip hop Zumba. <laughs> hip hop Zumba. Wanna be hip hop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep changing the name. Just keep adding. I love, it. I love I it. it. I love it. Well, Constance Zimmer and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Unreal starts 2018 for the third season. You're they're actually when this is on the air, they'll probably yep, be, they'll be in back. Vancouver. Absolutely doing uh doing uh the season four of unreal until then you guys have fantastic you're just killing it over there thanks for having us Lou. i just love it a wonderful experience fantastic thank you so much for joining us michelle yes until next time my dear yes my darling bye 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 can i get an amen if you can't love yourself how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get a name, man? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.